Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Strider, I caught it one all the way from the outside this morning, like way out there all the way like past like your trail it was like forever he never even called me he, even, he, he went surfing in my backyard and never even called me dude i my phone That's didn't dirty. have a charge bro like i thought i was jumping into the water at joe's i don't know I'm, it happens welcome to getting heated the place to debate and discuss all things surf related here comes a big set. Continuing to climb the leaderboard, is Morgan Siblick the best Australian surfer on the men's CT? And will core surf fans actually care about watching their favorite surfers in the Olympics next month? Plus, after the increased use of carbon fiber boards at the surf ranch, is a change in surfboard construction looming ahead? Finally, is the number one spot really the best position entering the Rip Curl WSL finals? Or is it not as simple as that? Now, to introduce this week's guests, here's Coco Ho. Hi everyone, and welcome to Getting Heated. I'm Coco Ho, and I've got my hands full with today's guests. You know them as longtime WSL commentators, yet they affectionately go by Salt and Pepper, Oahu's Kaipo Guerrero, and Dogtown's Strider Wazalewski. What's up, Two Chains? <laughs> Hi, Coco. Right on, Coco. You guys, we had quite the reunion at Surf Ranch. How great was that event? It was pretty amazing. I mean, you've got some perfect waves every single time. So you have a platform, and we got to see some pressure cookers. We saw people fall apart like paper in the water and just kind of, oops, sorry. But And then we saw guys rise to the occasion, and that was really fun to watch. I mean, watching. Toledo, at the end of that, tired, you know, fatigued, heated up against number one in the world, bring the pain. That was probably some of the best action you're going to get right there, Kipes. Yeah, and, you know, just for me, being back in an event, being the band back together was just a beautiful thing. Another beautiful thing was the tribute that all of the Brazilians, actually not only the Brazilians, everyone, other surfers hopped in on representing Adrian de Souza in his jersey uh, for his send-off on his final year on the uh, championship tour. Yeah, I love that. That was such a beautiful idea and everyone repped it so well. Let's get straight into heat one. There's been some movement to the final five following the Jeep Surf Ranch Pro. Griffin is now sitting in fifth and Morgan has moved up. So for the heat one question, is Morgan Siblick the best Australian surfer on the men's CT? Kaipo, what's your take? Yes, number four in the rankings, um, coming out blazing as a rookie. And that's really, really hard to do, you know, your rookie year, uh, to have the headspace to perform under all of that pressure and being on the big stage and taking down some big names. Morgan Siblick with his rock solid surfing, um, is a force to be reckoned with. All right, I, I like it. You're, you know, the 
I guess the leaderboard doesn't lie, but I have to say that I don't think he is the best Australian surfer on tour right now. Um, I feel like he's had some very lucky calls that went his way. He surfed against Arcal and they were like tied up and he got the nod and then he surfed against, uh, it was Italo and they called an incomplete for Italo where, you know, there's just so many different things that happen in, in the events that um, I feel like also he's done really well in the new events. And when it came down to the events that we have seen on tour, we have yet to really see him rise up in those events. So at the moment where he sits at number four, I don't think he's going to be there. I actually don't think he's going to be in the top five when it comes right down to it, to the finals day. Well, that's your opinion, Strider. I mean, yeah, that could be true, but so far so good, smooth sailing. And I just like the fact that he's getting rewarded for fundamental surfing and strong fundamental surfing with really good technique and really good body mechanics, great turns. And I think the, the judging has, has reflected in that. Um, I think we're gonna see more from Morgan Sidlick and maybe free surfing and throughout, you know, other genres of surfing, putting together clips and everything, you can have better surfers, but you said it, the rankings don't lie. Well, I think, I think, I think that, you know, Julian coming is going to come back. I feel like, like Owen and Ryan Callanan and even Ethan Ewing, all of those guys are going to be, uh, I think, coming back strong towards the end here. And I feel like he's not going to actually solidify a space where he's at. I don't know. What, is he going to be in the top five come finals? Um, I think he has, he, has a, he has a pretty big chance. Kaipo, you didn't answer the question. No, okay. I said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go yes, Strider. You said maybe, I'm, okay. I'm putting there, good I want juju you to get out the there fence. for Morgan Siblet. So yeah. get off the fence. Morgan, you You're can do it. He's going I know to you be can. in the top five. Okay. I'm, give, I'm giving him a pep talk right now, Strider. Morgan, <laughs> you're as good as anybody else on tour, Morgan. You have a strong mind. You have strong fundamentals. You keep to your game, and you're going to end up in the final five, Morgan. And you think that Morgan is better than Julian Wilson, Owen Wright, Ethan Ewing, and Jack? I think when we say better, we're talking about in I'm competition, in with a jersey on. And he's yeah. shown that he's got that steady, steady mind, and he's got this great set of surfing fundamentals. At the end of the, at the, end of the year, you're sticking by that comment right there. I got to do it. And I love a feel good story. So what a feel great feel good story. I want these feel good stories. I, I love it that he came off of the QS. Nobody even knew his name, how to say his last name. Who is this kid? Blew up Haliva, blew up Sunset, made it on the world tour. And now he's sitting number four in the rankings. I love that story. And I want that story to have a beautiful fairy tale ending. Well, Kaipo, you know what happens when you put your heart out there. It gets broken. That's true. Oh. Well, Kaipo, I thought that was a very endearing, beautiful direct message to Morgan. When we return, surfing is heading to the Olympics next, but will core surf fans actually care? And after seeing the success of the carbon fiber boards at the surf ranch, will we see a change in board construction for the rest of the season? We'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to Getting Heated. I've got my uncles, Kaipo and Strider, with me today. Guys, what are some of the topics you wanted to debate that didn't make the cut? Well, Coco, there's a pretty, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a really interesting deep dive. Should we rotate the in-water commentary in the WSL? Bring some variety of, of different personalities into the water. It could be fun to have this rotation instead of, you know, generally the same guy in the water every time. So, but I know that didn't make the cut, but it's, it's worth a conversation. Man, you got to stick to your strengths, Kaipo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're good on land, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this one sounds really personal. Let's move on. The CT is on a long break before the Corona Open Mexico presented by Quicksilver. During that break, a handful of qualified surfers will compete in the Olympic Games. So for heat two, we have to ask the question, Will core surf fans actually care about what happens in the Olympics? Strider, where do you stand? I think 100%. If you're a core surf fan, there's a lot of talk out there. There's a lot of people that say, oh, you know, they could do this better, they could do that better when they watch the WSL events. Even those guys who are, are hypercritical about competition and the broadcast stuff are going to be 10 times as into watching the Olympics because you're talking about the first time we get on a platform for this stage, right? We're into the Olympics, surfing has finally gotten there. And now you're gonna actually have this huge amount of pride for your country, for your, 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 for your friends, and for that vibe of a community that we are of, of surfing. Being in the Olympics as a surfer, everybody can relate to that and everybody can say thank you. I I agree with you in one point, Strider. I think that the core surf audience is going to be interested and everyone's going to know who wins gold, silver, and bronze in Japan. But the actual viewing of the event while it's running in a venue that is mediocre, we got to be honest, I think the, the actual viewing of it may be not up the uh, our core clientele's alley as far as that excitement that's going to get the core really like oh my goodness i want to see what happens you know it's not a pipeline it's not a chopo it's not a snapper and with a different format but i do agree with you in that everyone's going to know who wins the gold and whoever does win the gold is on to a bigger audience than they've ever had before i think it's yeah sorry types but i mean even if the venue isn't great I feel like people are going to have their favorite beverage out. They're going to be chilling. They're going to sit back. And when their nation comes on to surf, they're going to be screaming at the TV. Cool. I mean, I watch, I watch a lot of surfing. And uh, I'm actually looking forward to watching the swimming and the track and field, the pole vaulting, the triple jump, all that stuff. You know, that's what makes the Olympic Games. But yeah, I think surfing is going to be kind of cool. I don't think it's going to be over the top with the core audience. That's just... That's why it's getting heated, Strider. I'm glad you brought it back to the line because you went pole vaulting over here and now we're back to surfing. And yes, 
I think that surfing is going to be embraced by the core audience in the Olympics. Whatever. You don't want to watch? Don't watch, Kipes. No, I'm going to be watching. We're talking about the core audience. <laughs> but I'm, like I said, I'm going to be watching swimming. I'm going to be watching track and field. I'm going to be watching all that stuff that are, that are like your traditional Olympic sports. It's a bonus for surfing to be in it. And someone's going to win a gold medal. That's going to be giant. But I don't know if they can do much better than the WSL. Okay, he's reeling in a little bit, bro. You come, come on back and just stay. Just went on the lane and surfing and we'll be there. I do think that they'll have a great production. I do think that they're going to do a great job. If we were there, it would be better kites, which I know you'll agree on. And therein lies the problem. It's Mr. Wazalewski. Actually, it's not a problem, but yeah, it would be probably kind of cool. Well, I have a little evidence for both sides of your stories. Two very core people close to me. My dad will care. Mason will not. So maybe you're both right. There you go. I like it. <laughs> Let's move on to Heat 3. So for Heat 3, are we going to see major change in surfboard construction after the success of the dark arts board in the basin? Kaipo, what do you think? I think uh, surfboard construction will evolve. And that's one of the new constructions that obviously there's a performance factor to it. Uh, there was a ton of surfers on that construction. The feedback was really good on those boards, how much energy and spring they had. So yes, I think there is gonna be an evolution of surfboard construction. And also I think with new construction comes new durability and new durability equals longer board life and longer board life equals more sustainable products. So I think that's in people's head as well. So I do see a change coming and it's an exciting change. I mean, Kipes, I'll agree with you on sustainability, but as far as the construction of surfboards and what they're riding, the dark arts boards, they were, you're in a, a freshwater situation. But when it comes to being in the ocean, there's, there's nothing like riding a regular PU surfboard. The, the flex, the feel, the push, even the indentation in your deck, everything you get back from your surfboard, you don't want a board that's gonna last too long. I mean, it only has a certain amount of life in it. It's almost like it is alive. And I feel like the other boards don't have that life. I feel like they don't give you back what you want from the actual product you're not getting that pushback that that stringer feeling that where you're at exactly in the middle of the surfboard all of it i feel like is going to you know make it better for you on these you know pu surfboards but the new construction and new things to come maybe in a couple of years four or five years but not right now not this year you're not going to come into you know mexico or chopo or even trestles for the finals with new construction did you did you just say, I don't want surfboards to last too long? I think the other 99.9% .9 of the surfers in the world, Strider, who actually have to buy their own boards and don't just drive down to San Clemente and pick up a truckload, would disagree with that. We want boards to last long. Now, I know you are the number one team rider over at Lost and that you have an endless board budget there, but for the average person, and maybe even a pro who finds a magic board, durable surfboards are gonna be something that people want. For the average, average guy who is buying a board, they want it to last longer. Also, the average guy doesn't surf three, four times a day, like you know the pro surfers that we're talking about. We're talking about on tour, 
those boards that these guys are riding and what they're going to be using for the rest of this year. And for the rest of this year, we're going to see regular surfboards that they've been using be the consistent go-to. I feel like the epoxies, the dark arts, the other boards that have been ridden had a certain purpose in certain places, but most of the surfers, I don't think are enjoying those boards. Well, we're talking about alternate construction. So not just dark arts, let's just even talk about Firewire. They're pretty popular. People love them. Matter of fact, this one dude, he won 11 world championships, Kelly Slater, and he likes that alternative new construction that he's feeling in those fire wires. Um, I mean, I'm crossing a line when I say this, but I don't think all those were epoxies. And you know what I'm talking about. So let's really get to the truth here, Kaipo. And I can't wait to get my new board. I'm ready. I really like that heat. I feel like it got really heated, really personal. <laughs> what about you, Coco? What you riding? Oh, I did ride an epoxy in the basin. And I feel like I do take it on tour on the QS and I don't even look at them in Hawaii, so. Time and a place. When we return, we're debating the strategy behind where a surfer wants to sit in the WSL Final Five going into trestles. It's not as simple as you think. We're going deep into it when we come back. Welcome back to Getting Heated. I'm joined by two surfers who have truly seen it all and love to argue about it. Strider Wazaluski and Kaipo Guerrero. We're three heats down. Who feels like they're in the lead? Who's making more sense? I wasn't very convincing, Kaipo. I wasn't. I'm sorry. You got to just, you know, bring a little bit more heat, do something. Like show that big heart pulsing through your shirt or something. I don't know. Well, who do you think's winning? Obviously, I'm winning. Strategy is everything for competitors of this caliber. So is there more strategy to where you want to sit in the WSL Final Five? Or should securing the number one spot be every surfer's goal? Strider, what do you think? I think it's kind of obvious for, you know, the ultimate reason being number one in the world gives you a very comfortable buffer zone. I mean, you can sit back, you can watch your opponents, you can see the way that they're coming at you, you can see how they're being judged on their surfing and what they're doing. You're also gonna get a second chance because the number one in the world is going, you know, it's the best two out of three. So you're gonna be able to lose a heat if you, and then you can come back and take it down. If you're anywhere else on that list, you have to win every single heat all the way to the finals where you can lose one heat but that's it just one it's true number one's a nice place to be strider but i mean there's a couple of ways to skin a cat and this is a brand new format and some surfers may take a look at you know taking that last event in tahiti off if they're already locked into the final five and really concentrate on lower trestles equipment the wave their preparedness, a lot of times preparedness equals success. And if you look on the event schedule, it's a pretty quick turnaround from Tahiti and adjusting from potentially giant barrels to a high performance wave. So there may be competitors knowing that they're locked in the, in the final five, taking that event off and being ready to do battle at the rip curl WSL finals at lowers. I don't think anybody's taking any time off. I don't think they're going to, you know, 
go sit on trestles for as long as they could possibly. You could fall out of rhythm with a wave if you spend too much time on a wave. And to me, coming from a depthifying wave to a perfect platform like trestles, you're gonna wanna eat, eat that wave alive. You go through the lip as hard as you can and attack every section after you've just seen and been in the heaviest wave in the world. You don't see different strategies getting played into this big, it's like gonna be the Super Bowl of surfing. It's gonna be one day. The winner's gonna be crowned in the water. There's gonna be a ton of different strategies coming into this. Say you're number two, say you know you're gonna be number two. The first, the, you know, as we go through the events, you know that the worst thing that can happen to you is be number two in the rankings going into trestles. That's a nice place to warm up. That other surface coming all the way up to you. Now you got some momentum coming into the final against number one. That could be an advantage, Strider. Oh man, it's gonna be ugly, but that, uh, you know what? It could happen. I'd say if you're going in number five, you, you know, you got a 10% chance maybe, and the percentages incrementally get better as you get closer to the number one seed. But percentage wise, as the number one seed, you have the highest percentage of winning the world title on that day. Tell me I'm wrong. That's true. It's true, but there's um, weird things happening in the ocean. And sometimes when you pre-plan these numbers, it doesn't always uh, come into fruition. But I do agree. Statistically, you will have an advantage, but someone just may take another approach to it and surprise everyone when it comes to that day. Well, I think that you're right, and that's why the number one surfer gets the surf two out of three. True, well, whatever, whatever happens, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be incredible, and that is an event that I know all the core will tune into. I can't wait for it. It's gonna be epic, Kaipo. I can't wait be out in the water, calling heats, looking back, seeing you running around the beach sweating. And that does it for today's episode of Getting Heated. Kaipo and Schreider might stay on here and go at it for a few more hours. Bye.